Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Chagas researcher Dr. David Wall with top tips to manage soil fertility for the rest of the year and the upcoming Johnstown Castle Open Day. David, you're very welcome. It's been an expensive year on farms in relation to fertilizer prices. What does the forecast look like for the rest of the year and into the spring? It's been a, a tough um, 2022 uh, on, on farms out there in terms of, of, of cost hikes, uh, fertilizer, and, and now also feed uh, coming through in the back end. Look at the, the situation is evolving um, on, the, on the ground. The fertilizer supply uh, issue is has been sorted to some degree. So we, we, we do have uh, some supply. However, the cost of natural gas is still high and the cost of transport is still high. So we're looking at probably this continuing on into the spring of next year and, and maybe uh, beyond that. So I would, you know, as a farmer or, or whatever, I'd be planning for uh, high fertilizer prices to continue into the spring next year. And I suppose to be planning for that and, and put a strategy in place on the farm uh, to combat that so that we can, you know, have enough fodder uh, and, and uh, look after the silage, the winter fodder for next year. And as a result of that, David, has there been an increase this year in the amount of lying being applied on farms? Yeah, look at Catherine. Um, farmers have have reacted um, very positively, I would say, in terms of of this um, uh, scenario or, or this this uh, I suppose issue that that's come up upon them um, um, in terms of fertilizer and, and even fertilizer shortage this year. Lime use has gone up, uh, I would say, in the last two years, but but particularly last year. And into this year, it's continuing there. We were about 1.3 million tonnes. If you think about for the last two decades, uh, we were using about 750,000 uh, tonnes of lime. So we've gone up over the million mark in terms of lime tonnage. And I suppose where, where that's really paying dividends there is uh, in terms of getting some of the nutrients back out of the soil. So lime is the key there for, for turning the switch on the, on the nutrients. And nitrogen, if we take nitrogen as an example, we're getting somewhere between 60 and 80 units of nitrogen uh, per acre for free, uh, where soils are limed up to the optimum of a pH of 6.3 for grassland. And at this stage of the year, for farmers that have a low pH, when would be the ideal time for applying lime? Yeah, look at a very, a very important uh, area. My, my rule of thumb with lime is use every opportunity to get the lime done. Uh, if you leave it too late or you try to do it uh, around grazing rotations or, or, or silage or whatever, there's opportunities there throughout the year. Um, you know, soils are, are firm. Um, I suppose the grazing rotation has moved out now that the silage ground is back in. Uh, the grazing platform at the moment. So there is opportunities there on farms to get lime out. Um, Travelling at the moment, even in terms of heavier ground, is going to be a lot easier now that, that soils are relatively dry. So I would say use, use the opportunities now right out to the back end of the year. Um, you know, traditionally, uh, we would have said uh, lime in, in, in the back end, but I would say there there's opportunities after silage um, that might be gone now at this point of the year. There might be some second cuts uh, still coming out. So while there's a stubble, uh, a grass stubble there is a perfect opportunity for getting the lime done. 
And how soon after the lime is applied, can farmers let stock back into graze? Once you get a little bit of wash down with uh, bigger animals in particular, um, so uh, animals that are, 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 I suppose, under home straight in terms of finishing, those animals will have less of a reaction to ingesting a little bit of lime. Uh, younger animals, I suppose you'd want to leave it for a little bit of wash down off the grass. And that's why I say, you know, where, where paddocks are grazed out or post silage, um, after spreading the slurry, if, if you have slurry to spread on that silage ground, come back 10 days later and there's no problem with, with spreading lime. There's been a focus on many farms to incorporate clover, but before such action, I suppose soil fertility has to be addressed. What can farmers be doing now in the coming weeks in advance of incorporating clover next year? Yeah, look at a, a very, a very uh, uh, timely um, uh, area in terms of, of uh, goes hand in glove with lime now as well here. So clover is a, a plant that likes a higher pH than, than uh, perennial ryegrass. So we would want to be pushing the, the pH up there around 6.8 um, for, for a grass clover sward. And uh, I suppose Getting the liming done now so that the, the, the soil has, um, I, I suppose, that acidity in the soil is neutralized uh, for next year. Now is the time to do it. There's uh, many people doing it right at the time of reseeding. They're putting it onto the, into the, the seedbed, etc. But we can have that done ahead of time. Also, I would say for clover, your P and Ks need to be uh, correct for a clover sward for persistence. Um, and for that uh, longevity of that sward, for that clover to strike, it's a very small seed, as most farmers will know in the seed mix, and it needs that energy in terms of phosphorus um, uh, in, in the soil to, to help it kick off and help it germinate and grow. So look at working on, on lime is something that certainly can be done in the, in the back end now. And I would say target those fields with slurries, um, either in the, the, the remainder of the slurry in the tank, uh, now or in the spring of the year to try to build uh, P and K there on that ground. And overall, grass growth has been good this year, David, and surpluses have been taken off as bales on many farms. What would you be advising farmers to do for the rest of the year? Yeah, look at where, where bales have, have, have come off. Uh, there's a big offtake of uh, phosphorus and potassium, P and K. So, um, where, where you're taking off a, a lighter cut of silage, it mightn't be as heavy as your first cut, you know, where you're getting, um, we'll say, 8, 10, maybe even up to 12 bales um, per acre off, a, off a, a field. There's a significant amount of P and K being carted off in those bales, and we need to think about putting it back. As a rule of thumb, a ton of dry matter will remove five uh, uh, kilograms per hectare of P and 25 kilograms per hectare of K. So in all money, that's about four units uh, of P and, and about 20 units of, of, of K uh, per acre. So we do need to be thinking about putting that back. If we were cutting the equivalent of two and a half tons of dry matter, you know, a, a medium cut of, of silage taken off as bales, we're removing something in the order of um, 12, 13 units of, of phosphorus, but we're removing a significant amount of K, of potash, uh, upwards of uh, 35, 40 units uh, of, of potash. And following that with the slurry, slurry tanker is probably the, the key thing. 
if there's slurry in the tank at the moment, now is the time to get it out. Don't leave it till the weather turns bad and, and to, the, to the back end, you know, follow those paddocks. If it hasn't been done even after first cut, um, there's an opportunity now to get out. Uh, now that, that things have, have calmed down on farms, uh, the grazing rotation has, has moved out. So we do need to be following uh, those, those paddocks with slurry. If slurry is not an option, what I would say is we need to be thinking about getting some compound when you're doing your purchases for, for next year. It mightn't happen in the back end due to availability or cash flow, but we do need to be thinking about hitting those paddocks with some compound um, early in the spring. That's great, David. And it's a month out now from the chemical nitrogen deadline, the 15th of September. What would you be advising listeners to do? Yeah, so where, where, where farmers are trying to build uh, some grass for the, for, for the back end um, to extend the grazing season, I suppose we do need to be thinking about getting those last splits of nitrogen or, or, or um, if it's a compound out before the 15th of uh, September. So we don't want to leave it too late. Um, in areas that have received rain up to now and, and soils are, are, are not too dry, uh, I would be saying um, uh, complete that split uh, now into the middle of August, uh, try to target that up around the 15th, 20th of August, so that there's a good lead-in time for that nitrogen um, to work in warm soils and for that grass to begin to kick off and grow out there so that we have it into September and October. If we leave it too late, uh, there's a chance that the weather will turn bad and, and that nitrogen won't be utilized as, as, as well. For other areas that are experienced more droughty or dry conditions um, in the east and uh, parts of the south, what I would say there is maybe wait till we get some rain, but uh, again, try to apply that nitrogen as early as possible. You know, um, uh, equivalent of, of 20, 25 units uh, will probably be sufficient there uh, to build enough grass, uh, given the length of the rotation grown into the back end. And preparations are well underway at the moment, David, for Johnstown Castle Open Day. What can farmers expect to see on the day? Yeah, so we're hosting uh, uh, an open day in the southeast. Uh, the open day is, is farming for a better future and will show technologies, I suppose, for today and for tomorrow. So um, in terms of what farmers uh, will see when they come, it's on Tuesday, the 30th of August. So right at the uh, end of the summer, uh, we're, we're hoping for a big crowd. And, and I suppose we want to demonstrate some of the good work that's that's going on within Chagas. Um, the grass clover and multi-species swards work. Um, so at Johnstown Castle, we have um, both the, the dairy beef animals and the, uh, the, the dairy herd um, operating on multi-species swards. So that's, uh, I suppose, an exciting new project. There's been a lot of interest there from farmers uh, in terms of how that works. And I suppose uh, what we're demonstrating there is a capacity to reduce reliance on fertilizers, but particularly chemical fertilizers with the clover in the swards. Um, fertilizer and slurry technologies is another big area, I suppose, get the latest information on slurry technologies. Also in terms of additives there, there's a lot of work after going on in terms of slurry additives um, that we'll be demonstrating and showing low emission slurry spreading and also protected urea and some exciting new work on compounds. Uh, the biodiversity opportunities to increase biodiversity and manage hedgerows on farms, including the whole carbon sequestration piece, uh, will be on show. 
We will have the latest on the dairy beef systems and uh, dairy cow, including the winter milk nutrition, which might be uh, of interest to farmers out there. The signpost program will be front and center in terms of, I suppose, technologies to, to, um, to combat or mitigate against uh, climate change. And I suppose that's very topical in the news at the moment. And farmers can come and see how they can do their bit and protect their business uh, in terms of climate action uh, and climate action program. Chagas Advisory and Education will be there uh, on the day, I suppose, also to discuss the new acre scheme. And for, for those uh, young farmers uh, coming into farming, the education side, you can find out uh, what courses are available. We are partnering um, with the Farmer's Journal on the day and um, at the uh, event, we'll have a machinery demonstration there for oversawn clover. So as we mentioned uh, in our conversation there, uh, different methods for, for oversawn clover, the low emission slurry spreading uh, tech, uh, machinery will be there as well. And also uh, calibration of fertilizer spreaders to get it right there where spreading protected urea. So all in all, it'll be uh, an action packed day um, we're expecting a big crowd, so come to the southeast, I suppose, on the 30th of August, Johnstown Castle. Um, it's an easy place to get to with the, on the main roads there, and, and all are welcome. Thanks, David. It sounds like a great day, and I'm sure listeners are looking forward to attend across numerous enterprises. Thanks, David. Thanks, Catherine. That's all for this week's episode, and my thanks to David for joining me on the show. We are currently running a survey to find out how the Beef Edge podcast is of use to you. And if you click on the link in the podcast notes to complete the survey, it will help us to improve the show. In the meantime, you can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie, or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our beef program, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Kat Egan and thanks for listening.